Today's scripture reading is from the book of Habakkuk, the first chapter, 12th verse, to the second chapter, first verse. The reading is also found in your bulletin. If you're able, please stand for the reading. Lord, are you not from everlasting? My God, my Holy One, will you never die? You, Lord, have appointed them to execute judgment. You, my rock, have ordained them to punish. Your eyes are too pure to look on evil. You cannot tolerate wrongdoing. Why then do you tolerate the treacherous? Why are you silent while the wicked swallow up those more righteous than themselves? You have made people like the fish in the sea, like the sea creatures that have no ruler. The wicked foe pulls all of them up with hooks. He catches them in his net. He gathers them up in his dragnet, and so he rejoices and is glad. Therefore, he sacrifices to his net and burns incense to his dragnet. For by his net he lives in luxury and enjoys the choicest food. Is he to keep on emptying his net, destroying nations without mercy? I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I am to give to his complaint. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. We are continuing our series from the Old Testament book of Habakkuk. Last time we looked at God's response to the prophet's timeless and timely question, how long, Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen, or cry out to you violence, but you do not save? You know, there's a song, um, it's, you can't hurry God. I think the lyrics go, you just have to wait. Trust and give him time. No matter how long it takes, you can't hurry God. And then the refrain is, he may not come when you want him, but he's right on time. That's how the song goes. Um, Sometimes it seems as life lived. um, Are those lyrics really true? Yeah. Does, does he really come on time? Uh, well, as we shared last week, this is how God responded to Habakkuk's first round of appeals. He said, look at the nations and watch. Be utterly amazed. For I'm going to do something in your days that you would not believe, even if you were told so far. So good. Thank you, Lord. I appreciate this. I've been praying. You know I've been praying for this. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm about to raise up Babylonians to punish you. Whoa. <laughs> it's like, okay, wait. You, you, didn't, you didn't hear what I just said. Uh, you, you didn't hear what I just said. Babylonians, fierce and ferocious. World-conquering Babylon. Grabbing up nations right and left. Yeah, I can imagine Habakkuk just, just kind of s- sitting back, you know, just sitting, just, just are you kidding me? Are, are you? <laughs> I just asked for relief. I asked for your interve- intervention, and you said you're getting ready to punish me, uh, and not just punish me uh, like, okay, I'm taking you out to the woodshed kind of punishing you, but I'm going to get the neighbor down the street who you know uh, those guys 
really are raising hell in their household. All their kids are in jail. They're just, they're just running amok. And you're going to ask their mama to come down and spank me? Are, are you kidding me? You have got to be kidding me. See, as we shared last time, if we're not careful, we can view God in a way and only in a way that we want. This is how I see God, and this is how I want to see God. See, it's, it's, it's worse than trying to put him in a box uh, and dictate what he does. We run the risk of placing ourselves in his position and determining the outcome. Don't miss, don't, don't miss this. See, see we, we, it's, one thing, it's one thing to predict, okay, God, this is what I want you to do. Fill out my order, please. And I don't want onions on my hamburger. See, that, we do that. I mean, I may have done it last night. I don't know. But, but, but we do that consistently. It's another thing to say, okay, I'm so at ease with this relationship that I think we have that I am going to, I already know what he's going to do. And, I, and I'm, just, I'm just sitting back just waiting for him to do it. That ought to be an echo, too. That's kind of what uh, Jonah thought, too. Go on a mission, man. I'm sending you to go do a thing. Go preach to the people because I'm going to destroy the city, see? Well, you didn't respond in the way that I, asked, that I thought you were going to respond. Well, well, what's up with that? See, again, that's why the Jews had so many names for God. Because what they named him, the names ascribed to him, reflected who he is. So he's inseparable. So if I call you uh, my redeemer, if I call you my food, if I call you my rock, if I, it's more than just, you, you know, you look like a rock or, or, or whatever. It's like, no, no, you behave in such a way that who you are is what I say. Your, your, your name is synonymous with what you do. See, and, and again, if we're not careful, we'll say, well, I know we'd never say, God, my butler. God, my, bail me out of the fire once again because I've screwed up. God, my, I've mismanaged the, the resources you've given me and folks are knocking at my door and I need relief. We have to be very careful. We have to be very careful and see God for truly who he is. So we begin today looking at verse 12. And Habakkuk's response makes even more sense in the light of uh, God's name, defining who he is. So, so Habakkuk asked the question that many of us would ask. God, you're from eternity, aren't you? Holy God. We aren't going to die, are we? It's from the message version. What an incredibly direct and honest expression from the heart. Habakkuk is expressing confusion to God in a way that he knew him to be. See, he blends, he blends his questions with a personal address. See, so what, so what, you're, what, you, what you, you're missing in our translation is the word for God. See, he uses, in this just first verse, he uses three different terms to describe God. 
that we just see God and holy God. See, it's, it's kind of like, you know, yeah, yeah, I know you, for those of you who've got a significant other or whatever, it's like, yeah, like, like my wife. She'll say, uh, when she knows she wants something, dear sweet husband, dear sweet husband, oh, okay, dog whistle, I know what that means. That means you are setting me up for a request, and it's in the context of who you know me to be. Dear, sweet husband. That's exactly what they're doing here. Yahweh. You know, the, 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 the one, see, this is the name you use to describe yourself. You said from the burning bush, you will be in whatever situation I find myself to be in. And you said that you will be there right on time. And whatever, you know, if the, if the, if the, if the problem calls for a fork, you're going to be the fork and I'm going to have a fork right then and there. If the problem calls for a fire extinguisher, you're going to be the fire extinguisher, and you're going to be that fire extinguisher, and it's going to be there right then and there. Whatever, see, and this is how he described himself. This is Mark's 21st century uh, translation. Uh, this is how he described himself from the burning bush. Whatever you need me to be, at whatever point you need me to be, I'm going to be there. That, that's one. So that's, that's the first God. You're from eternity, aren't you? The one who said there's no beginning, there's no end. Uh, you said you would be there for me. Okay, now, let me, okay, dear sweet husband. Okay, let me try this one. Holy God uses two names, one reserved for God that created the universe, and if he created it, surely it stands to reason that he's in control of it. And the one that commands respect for the holiness of God. So he puts those, he, he mushes those together. And he's like, creator of the universe, holy God. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, get what Habakkuk is. He, Habakkuk's in a bad way. Now, I know you guys are not in a bad way. You guys, you look good. You got money in the bank. Your, your kids are all obeying you. You got peace on your job. The neighbors are pleasant. You got gas in your tank. I mean, you got a chicken in your pot, two chickens in your pot. You got stuff. It is, you are rolling so large that it's like, I can't relate to this. I can relate to this. I can so relate to this. Dear sweet husband, indeed. So what is he asking? Well, you are the one who declared him to be himself, whatever is needed at just the right moment that it's needed. Right? 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 Are, 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 hello, God, right? Holy creator and master of the universe, we aren't going to die, are we? Look at me, God. Hello? Do I need to send up flares? I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm right here. Do you see me? Do you see what's going on in my life? Do you see the things that are keeping me awake at night? Do you see how people are mistreating me? Do you see that I got more month than money? Do you see that I'm not, I'm not physically well? Do you, do you see me? Do you see me? I know, you guys, you just can't relate. Can, can't, can't relate. God, you chose Babylonians. <laughs> that, that, that family down the street 
every child of theirs is in prison or breaking in somebody's house. They, 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 are, they are no good. They are, they are rotten to the core. And you chose those good for nothing people. You are blessing them to come down and slap the mess out of me. This, is, this don't even make sense. Let me try something else. Rock solid God. See, I'm, 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 I'm desperate. I'm, I'm pulling out sweetie pie, sugar lumps. <laughs> oh, baby, baby, baby. Just, you gave them the job of discipline? You can't be serious. You can't be serious. You can't condone evil. Okay, all right, all right. If, if you're going to punish me, give me some boils or, or something, you know. But you can't have someone come down on my street and knock over my lawn chair and my little gnome that I got setting up here and, and, and mess around with my stuff and mess with my life. And I'm going to be okay with that. I'm not going to be okay with that because I'm at my office saying, he may not show when he wants to, when you want him to, but he's always on time. And you keep singing that, and deep down inside, if your face doesn't truly express how you feel, it's like, are you happy? Yeah, I am. Well, let your face know it, because you're, something, something ain't connecting. <laughs> oh, God is this. He's awesome. He's this. How you doing? I'm highly favored. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And then your family receives a call, or the pastor receives the call. Or your friend, whoever is, my life's jacked. Don't perpetrate. God knows us. He knows us. Okay, okay, okay. Covenant God, the God of promise. Why are you using heathen to execute your work? You're rock solid. You've been the one I've been able to depend on when all around us, you know, again, to borrow from another song, when the earth all around us is sinking sand. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. Boy, that sounds good. Until the earth all around you and the earth under your feet is sinking sand. Then it don't feel like, okay, okay. Okay, I was sharing with someone, and again, that's why I keep telling you, be very careful. Be very careful what you listen to, what you let come into your, your hearing and into your spirit. Well, there's so-and-so preacher, and they, you know, well, they've got some good stuff, and, they, you know, and you, and you just weed through the weeds or whatever. See, see, but if we're not careful, that stuff starts to permeate us. And before we're careful, the marginal notes of the Bible, if you will, becomes the Bible itself. And we start believing a God that doesn't exist. We believe in, the, in that Santa Claus God that doesn't exist. And if you were just to name, frame, claim a few things, then they would just, it would just, just speak it and, it, and it, it'll come into your life. You know, well, Habakkuk is speaking. He ain't coming into his life. And he's a prophet. So what, 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 what you know, really, seriously, what, how much do you think I've got to stand on? So it, it, it ought to cause me to better align myself with God and get to know him instead of me trying to manipulate him and get him to respond in a way that he's just not capable of responding because that's not who I am. If I need a fork and you give me a fire extinguisher, it's not going to do me any good. Well, you called for the fork. Well, I don't know how to call for the fork. Maybe you ought to learn 
how to call for the fork. So, a holy, righteous God cannot endure the godless acts of a ruthless oppressor, now can he? That's why Habakkuk continues. So why don't you do something about this? Why are you silent now? This is an outrage. Evil men swallow up the righteous and you stand around and watch. Like I said, I don't know about you, but I can totally relate to Habakkuk. See, he's taking on the role of an interrogator. He's like, okay, God, I know you to be who you are. I'm throwing these names at you. See, where the other prophets, you know, I won't say simply declared, but they declared what God is going to do. You know, God's going to destroy you. You've messed up. This is going to happen. Say, Habakkuk just like, hmm. Now, how this is going down doesn't quite square with how I know you to be. Let me ask a few questions in a very pointed way. And so the prophet, see, see, to me, that really bespeaks of someone who's really dialed into God. I know God. I, I, I know him. I studied him. This is my job. I'm the oracle of his word. And so I'm broadcasting not my own words, not what I think, but what I know him to be. And so I'm, I'm spreading this gospel. I'm, I'm, I'm spreading this good news of the Old Testament, if you will. And this, something's not reconciling with what I know you to be. So that's why he's confused. How do you explain God standing aside while the wicked swallow up the righteous? See, this earnest plea ought to sound familiar. You know, the time when uh, the disciples were kind of, they were in a bad way. And Jesus is asleep. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him. See, they're all on the same ship, all in the same situation. They're all living this out. And the disciples said, teacher, don't you care if we drown? Say, the prophet experienced God through his word and the temple. The disciples experienced God in their presence. What's your point? Well, my point is, we experience the presence of God in our lives as the Holy Spirit lives in each and every one of us. Don't miss this. If we have accepted Christ, it's big if, two-letter word, big gate swings on that. If, if we've accepted Christ as our Savior, if we've accepted Christ in our save, as our Savior, the Holy Spirit of God, he's not resting in the temple. He's not asleep with us on the boat. He's in us right now. Okay, I thought it was bigger than that, but let me try it again. The Holy Spirit of God is living in us right now. As the song goes, whatever you need, God's got it. Okay, I got God in me. So whatever I need, I've got it because I've got God in me. So what's the common thread? At some point, we will experience a sense of abandonment and hopelessness. See, but we have God indwelling us to meet whatever condition, whatever need we find ourselves in. This was Psalm 103, uh, verse 13. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. See, that's probably why Habakkuk 
writes and confronts God regarding his actions. And, bl- and essentially, he's blaming him for dehumanizing humanity. God created you. He created us. He created humanity in his own image. And here we go. Now, now, now we have all this mistreatment as we see it. And Habakkuk says, are you going to let this go down, go on and on? Will you let this Babylonian fisherman fish like a weekend angler, killing people as if they're nothing but fish? Yeah, you feel like a fish sometimes, just, just kind of lost in the noise of life. That, 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 that God just doesn't know. It's just like, and there's just hooks out there, or, or, or worse yet, someone tossing a spear at you, trying to, or, or a bear waiting as you go over the fall, ready to grab you and gobble you up. You know, you've seen those images of the Alaskan brown bear uh, just waiting for the salmon to come by. And it's like, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. Feels like that way sometimes through life. You know, just something just waiting there, just waiting for you to, uh, uh, to pounce on you. As the message version reads, God, you're from eternity, aren't you? You're not going to let us die. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. I'm closing. Habakkuk observed the problem. God has laid it on him. He has some serious questions, and essentially what he's asking God is, so what's up with this? And God responds in a way that Habakkuk didn't quite anticipate or couldn't understand. So he logically lays out why this doesn't make sense. And so he finds himself at this crossroads of being confused and dependent. Individually and collectively. Many of us, all of us, at some point in our life, we'll be standing at this crossroad. Do I, I'm dependent and I'm confused. Are we right to be confused? If we're confused, how can we be dependent? I don't understand, but I don't have a better choice. I don't have anything else. Who can I go to? Who can I depend on? See, Habakkuk has considered the Lord's reply to his first complaint. The first four verses, Habakkuk complained. God responded fifth through the eleventh. Habakkuk didn't like that response, and so Habakkuk hits back. He admits the wickedness. He, he, he understands. It's like, you know, Lord, I haven't done everything that you've asked me to do. I haven't done it. I, I understand that. But this goes beyond the pale right now. This is, this is really beyond what I know you to be. He can't understand how the Lord can bear to use Babylonians. See, even more wicked people than they are to carry out their punishment. See, this is not in keeping with God's holiness and his character. If we're not careful, we'll believe because we don't, because we're not as bad as that person down the street, that makes us good. I'll say that again. Because we're not as bad as that person down the street, that makes us good. No, that just makes us bad and badder. There is no way that you can say, well, because I didn't murder someone, that makes me good. As we murder people 
with our mouths, with our tongues, with our, with our deceitfulness. The bar that we have to realize, that the bar to jump over, if you will, is God. It's God. I, I, I can't get there. I, that's, that's a bar, that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a bridge too far, a gap too wide, a bar too high. Trust me, I agree. It is so beyond my ability to begin to get there. I can't begin to get there. But that's the bar. And so what do we know about the bar, about God? One thing I do know is he's awesome. I, uh, he's awesome. Psalm 8, I'm done. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name. Here we go with that naming thing again. It wasn't just saying how beautiful is Gail Charlize in terms of a name. Isn't that a beautiful name? Well, it's, it's, it kind of rolls off the tongue, but it doesn't mean a whole lot because what stands behind it? And so the psalmist says, Lord, our Lord, how majestic, as the King James reads, how excellent is your name. See, the excellency isn't in how wonderfully spelled or crafted the word is. The excellency is what stands behind it. See, the psalmist surveys the, the work of God, including his own crowning work, humanity. Here we go. And he comes to one and only one conclusion. Your name, that is who you are, is indescribable, it's majestic, it's awesome, it's excellent. Next time, we're going to look at what Habakkuk does with this seeming silence that God has laid out. So... Maybe you're living in that silence. What do you do? What do you do? You're, you're, you're praying. You're, you are praying. This is what I do. I just let you into a window of uh, Mark. There have been times, and again, I know you guys have never experienced this. There have been times when, I mean, I have been absolutely at my wits end. There, this, this, is beyond, this is beyond borrowing money. This is beyond... Uh, going to counseling. This is, this is where just these are those times when there is nothing, no one, there is absolutely no relief that's going to come from anybody, no matter who you ask. They're not capable. If they had all the money in the world, couldn't resolve this. I've been there. But you look pretty good. You don't look like you missed any meals. And yeah, thank you, thank you. I think. Uh, what do you do? What do you do? This is what I did. The crossroad of confused and dependent. What do you do? What do you do? Drop to my knees. Literally. That's standing up. Okay, God, okay. You, you, no. 
okay, God, this is you. This is me. You promise certain things. You said certain things. You wrote certain things. If it's true or not true, if it's true or not true, I'm going down with the ship. I'm all in. I got nothing else. I got nothing else. I need you right now. I'm still standing. I know, I know, I know, I know. The problem I find, the problem I find with, with me and those that look like me in terms of our belief and our station in life is that we say prayers, we say words, and they, they, they really don't become true expressions of our soul. We just say stuff. Now I lay me down to sleep. But when we get to the point, see, at that, at that point, absolute point, I'm confused, and I'm dependent. I'm screwed up. I need help. That's where Habakkuk is. And every Habakkuk in 2013, that's exactly where we have to get. If we continue to play with the holy, to push him off in every facet of our life, then we will constantly, we will forever, as Reuben would say, live beneath our privilege. God wants you to have this, and we're scrambling around for this. Let's pray.